0: Welcome to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. At the Grave of Henry James by W. H. Auden The snow, less intransigent than their marble, has left the defense of whiteness to these tombs. For all the pools at my feet accommodate blue now, and echo such clouds as occur to the sky, and whatever bird or mourner the passing moment remarks, they repeat. While the rocks, named after singular spaces within which images wandered once that caused all to tremble and offend, stand here in an innocent stillness, each marking the spot where one more series of errors lost its uniqueness and novelty came to an end. To whose real advantage were such transactions when worlds of reflection were exchanged for trees? What living occasion can be just to the absent? O noon but reflects on itself, and the small taciturn stone that is the only witness to a great and talkative man has no more judgment than my ignorant shadow of odious comparisons or distant clocks which challenge and interfere with the heart's instantaneous reading of time. Time that is a warm enigma no longer in you, for whom I surrender my private cheer. Startling the awkward footsteps of my apprehension, the flushed assault of your recognition is the donee of this doubtful hour. O stern proconsul of intractable provinces, O poet of the difficult, dear addicted artist, assent to my soil and flower. As I stand awake on our solar fabric, that primary machine, the earth, which gendarmes, banks, and aspirin presuppose, on which the clumsy and sad may all sit down, and any who will say their aha to the beautiful, the common locus of the master and the rose. Our theater scaffold an erotic city where all the infirm species are partners in the act of encroachment bodies crave, though solitude and death is de rigueur for their flesh, and the self-denying hermit flies as it approaches like the carnivore to a cave. That its plural numbers may unite in meaning, its vulgar tongues unravel the knotted mass of the improperly conjunct, open my eyes now to all its hinted significant forms, sharpen my ears to detect amid its brilliant uproar the low thud of the defunct. Oh, dwell, ironic at my living center, half-ancestor, half-child, because the actual self round whom time revolves so fast is so afraid of what its motions might possibly do that the actor is never there when his really important acts happen. Only the past is present. No one about but the dead is equipped with a few inherited odds and ends, One after another, we are fired into life to seek that unseen target where all our equivocal judgments are judged and resolved in one whole, alas, or hurrah, and only the unborn remark the disaster, when, though it makes no difference to the pretty airs, the bird of appetite sings, and amour propre is his usual amusing self. Out from the jungle of an undistinguished moment, the flexible shadow springs. Now, more than ever, when torches and snare drum excite the squat women of the saurian brain till a milling mob of fears breaks it insultingly on anywhere, when in our dreams pigs play on the organs and the blue sky runs shrieking as the crack of doom appears, are the good ghosts needed with the white magic of their subtle loves? War has no ambiguities like a marriage. The result required of its affaire fatale is simple and sad. The physical removal of all human objects that conceal the difficult. Then remember me that I may remember the test we have to learn to shudder for is not an historical event. That neither the low democracy of a nightmare nor an army's primitive tidiness may deceive me about our predicament. The catastrophic situation which neither victory nor defeat can annul to be deaf yet determined to sing, to be lame and blind yet burning for the great good place, to be radically corrupt yet mournfully attracted by the real distinguished thing. And shall I not specially bless you as vexed with my little inferior questions, today I stand beside the bed where you rest, who opened such passionate arms to your bond when it ran towards you with its overwhelming reasons pleading all beautifully in its breast. Oh, with what innocence your hand submitted to those formal rules that help a child to play, while your heart, fastidious as a delicate nun, remained true to the rare noblesse of your lucid gift, and for its own sake ignored the resentful muttering mass, whose ruminant hatred of all which cannot be simplified or stolen is still at large. No death can assuage its lust to vilify the landscape of its distinction and see the heart of the personal. Brought to a systolic standstill, the tall to a diminished dust. Preserve me, master, from its vague incitement. Yours be the disciplinary image that holds me back from agreeable wrong and the clutch of eddying muddle, lest proportion shed the alpine chill of her shrugging editorial shoulder on my loose impromptu song. Suggest. So may I segregate my disorder into districts of prospective value, approve, lightly, lightly, then may I dance over the frontier of the obvious and fumble no more in the old limp pocket of the minor exhibition, nor riot with irrelevance, and no longer shoe geese or water stakes, but bolt in my day my grain of truth to the barn, where tribulations may leap with their long-lost brothers at last in the festival, of which not one has a dissenting image and the flushed immediacy sleep. Into the city, from the shining lowlands, blows a wind that whispers of uncovered skulls and fresh ruins under the moon, of hopes that will not survive the secousse of this spring of blood and flames, of the terror that walks by night and the sickness that strikes at noon. All will be judged. Master of nuance and scruple, pray for me, and for all writers living or dead, because there are many whose works are in better taste than their lives, because there is no end to the vanity of our calling. Make intercession for the treason of all clerks, because the darkness is never so distant, and there is never much time for the arrogant spirit to flutter its wings, or the broken bone to rejoice, or the cruel to cry for him whose property is always to have mercy the author and giver of all good things. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.